Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pro football, full circle. Circling. Oh, look out. Brachowski didn't have the angle. Throttle ahead on today's edition of Pro Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 159. Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel kicking around the divisional previews for this weekend. A lot to get into, a lot of news and notes surrounding the NFL. Scott, news in Seattle. They're changing things up. Defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. fired. That defense was abysmal in the second half of the year. Seattle did not make the playoffs. News around Russell Wilson, uh, Pete Carroll. Will this team be together in 2022? But we talked about it yesterday in terms of the fall guy, right? It is always the coordinators. And Ken Norton Jr., the first domino to fall for Seattle in 2022. Yeah, is he the first domino? You know, are there more coming, including quarterback Russell Wilson, right? And really include even Pete Carroll. You would think not if this move was made. If if Pete was going to get fired, uh, I I think it would have happened, you know, before this. So I think he's safe. And and quite frankly, I don't know. I I won't say that about Russell Wilson. I don't know. You know, if they want to blow the whole thing up, you know, does does Seattle want to do that? Does Pete Carroll, you know, closing in on 70 years old, want to blow the whole thing up and start all over again? I wouldn't think so, but... You got to blame somebody, right? So you're going to blame a guy who's, you know, a lifer, an NFL lifer, whether as a player, as a coach, had success, as both, obviously. But you got to pick the blame on someone. So they're going to pick on uh, poor Ken Newton Jr. Yeah, and when you look at just foundation, right, the foundation is there for the Seahawks to be potentially successful next year if Wilson does stay one of the most athletic, dynamic quarterbacks in in the NFC or the NFL, for that matter. Rashad Penny, the former Aztec, came on. I mean, one of the best running backs in the second half of the season, just dominating with 100-yard performances. You have DK Metcalf. You have a complimentary wide receiver in terms of Tyler Lockett. But that defense is getting older, right? 
Jamal Adams never really panned out as being that elite safety from a statistical standpoint. Yeah, he puts up numbers, but didn't really transform the intensity. Teams ran on them, threw on them, and in order for them to complete compete with the likes of, let's say, San Francisco and Green Bay, that defense needs a major overhaul next year. Yeah, it really does. And that they gave up two, Joe, two first round picks. You know, he's the he'll be the poster child on why you just don't do that. You just don't give up those first round picks. And as it turned out, you know, I, I think if you told Seattle that you know one of those was gonna be a top ten pick like this year, they probably would have said, nah, we can't go that far. But as it turned out, it was. And uh, you roll the dice if you're the Jets, right? Okay, we got we're gonna get rid of a disgruntled guy. We're gonna get not one but two first rounders and you know, you hope one of those turns into an actual real decent pick, and, uh, and this year it did. But he he was not. That's why you don't do it. You give these guys the money. Uh, Football is such a brutal, tough sport, right? You you give guys money, and that changes their attitude. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to stick my nose in there and, you know, risk concussion, risk shoulder injuries, risk everything else. Yeah, I'll play, but, you know, I'm not going to go the extra mile. I got $50 million guaranteed. Yeah, and then Mike Tomlin came out over over the week and said all options are on the table this offseason to find the Pittsburgh Steelers' next quarterback. Now, we know Mason Rudolph is there, the former Oklahoma State standout behind Big Ben. Do they move to a player like Kenny Pickett that played in Heinz Field, that had a Heisman Trophy type of performance this year uh, in terms of backing Big Ben as the next quarterback for this franchise? Or do they look in free agency, in your opinion, to to lead this team back to the playoffs next year. Well, you, you probably have a couple of viable free agents, right? Or or at least tradable guys. Uh, you know, even if you don't think uh, Russell Wilson will be moved, you know, you, Jimmy G's definitely available, right? Teddy Bridgewater is definitely available. Uh, you want to give Mitch Trubisky another shot? You know, he's the typical prototypical like Big Ben protege, right? Big, strong, can scramble a little bit when Ben was younger. Throw in that cold weather, deal with the cold weather. He's on a one-year contract with, with the Buffalo Bills, so he's going to be available. So you got a couple of guys there that you know. I'm sure if you if you wanted, you called up the Giants. If you thought for whatever reason that Danny Dimes was any good, I'm sure the Giants would say, "Where do we deliver him?" You know, we'll, you know right on your doorstep. You just tell me where. You know, you give me a first round pick or a second round or whatever. So, you know, this is one of my pet peeves, John. Listen, I'm old school. I, you know, I think you're old school too, a little bit more uh, than most, but not maybe not like me. But you know, when I heard Ben Roethlisberger over these last two weeks talking about how it's great, last home game at Heinz Field, then uh, this past week weekend, you know, last game, the blah, 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 blah. I, I'm yelling and screaming at myself because I've been to a zillion of these press conferences that you have. I said, you know, just ask him. Will, will somebody please have enough brains to just ask this guy, are you retiring? Because he's dancing all around it and talking about last game, but no one ever, I thought maybe I missed the story, right? You know, I don't, you know, work in Pittsburgh. I don't read the Pittsburgh Gazette every single day, so I keep up on things, but maybe I missed it somewhere. But they never did, and now I got Mike Tomlin as you you said, you know, yesterday talking about, well, all options are open and you know, we assume Ben's going to retire, but we don't really know. I mean, why didn't somebody just say, Ben, is this it? Can, can, you, can, you can't say it. You know, is there some <laughs> kind of stigma that, you, you know, your, your body, your brain won't accept saying I'm retiring? But we really don't even know, you know if he's exactly going to retire or not. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you, he's not going to be with the Steelers next year. That's my assessment. When Scott and I return, we'll break down in deeper detail those two big games on Saturday, Cincinnati and Tennessee, San Fran, Green Bay, coming up next. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Football full circle. Joe Lisi, Scott Wetzel getting you ready, prepped and ready for divisional weekend. Big battle taking place in Tennessee. Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry back at practice this week, kicking it around. Right now, Tennessee, three and a half point home favorites over the Bengals. Minus 110 either way on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Total, Scott, 47. Juice slightly to the over at minus 112. Joe Burrow, loved him in college, loved the fact that he won the Heisman and more importantly a national championship for the LSU Tigers. He has that it factor, big playmakers around him as well. This defense showed me something in the win over Derek Carr and the Raiders. I know number one seed and they're on the road, but I'm going to roll the dice. Give me Cincinnati and the over in this ballgame. I think he leads them to the championship round. Yeah, I'm not ready to go that far. I love them. Uh, you know, they were my Cinderella team from basically the beginning of the year on. So, but, you know, the numbers aren't good. I'll give you a couple of Mark Lawrence specials here. Uh-oh. Uh, rested, and you got to you know, go slowly with these things. because We all know they're a little, uh, you know, they're a little complicated at times. But these are, you know, somewhat legit. Rested home teams, Tennessee, in this round, 134 straight up. 71, 59, and 4 against the spread, plus road teams, Cincinnati, coming off a straight up and against the spread win like they had, just 53, 69, and 2 against the spread. Uh, Cincinnati's also 0-7 in playoff road games in their history. Now, does that matter with this football team? No, it really doesn't. But it is just one more thing you could pile on the uh, anti-Cincinnati thing. Point being, it's very difficult, not impossible, Joe, for teams to win like Cincinnati did and then win on the road. But, it, you know, it does lean toward the home team in this round throughout the postseason having an advantage. You know, a solid, not a, a major, major, but a solid advantage. And at 134, that's the one that stands out to me. 
Uh, and and because the number is so low, three and a half. Could it be a three-point game? Sure, it could. Uh, but I'm guessing that 71-59-4 against the spread record is because a lot of those lines are six or seven. This is basically you got to win the game. And uh, I, I think Derrick Henry, if he comes back, which isn't a, you know, a definite thing, but I, I think this would be a tough spot for Cincinnati to duplicate what they had last week. Well, it's not going to be easy. You're absolutely right. And I said that the offensive game plan for Tennessee entering this battle has to be the running game, right? As the running game goes, whether it be Foreman or Derrick Henry, 100%, they're going to have to wear down the Cincinnati Bengal front seven and work off a of play action. If they become one-dimensional, even though A.J. Brown and Julio Jones maybe are 100% in this ball game, to me it doesn't matter. They are not an elite team when you force Tennessee in, in terms of that regard, you know? You know, against subpar competition, Miami and Tua, you can get away with that, especially playing at home. But going up against a sophisticated passing attack with a, a quarterback that is confident, at the end of the day, whether Joe Burrow or, makes mistakes or not, Scott, he bounces back in a big way. He has a short-term memory in the sense of doesn't allow mistakes to bother him, a la Kyler Murray, deer in the headlights type of situation. It seems like the stage is never too big for Broadway Joe in that regard. So, you know, I still think that, you know, if you're Cincinnati entering this ballgame, you say, you know what? We know we have the better quarterback or let's say the more experienced uh, passing game entering this matchup, right? Let's go all out. Let's push tempo on Ryan Tannehill and let's see if this offense can match us score for score. Let's try and get into a rhythm early. On the flip side, if you're Tennessee and you saw what Las Vegas did pounding the rock for over 100, you're saying, okay, offensive line, let's wear them down and keep Joe Burrow on the sidelines. No? You would think so, yeah. But, you know, I don't, are they going to back down to Cincinnati at home? I, you know, I don't know if it would necessarily would mean backing down or just that's their game plan, pound the rock, you know, with, with Derrick Henry or, or Deontay Foreman, either one. They really, they gained, the, the numbers are almost identical, believe it or not. You know, clearly you'd rather have Henry in there, but they ran for 148 yards with Derrick Henry rushing the ball, and they ran for 136, you know, without him in there. They were 6-2 and two with Derrick Henry. They were 6-3 and three without him. More dynamic, obviously, with Henry, but, you know, th that's going to be their game plan, maybe no matter who they play versus, you know, they, they want to keep it away from the Bengals. They're not going to win with Ryan Tannehill throwing the football 35, 40 times because Julio Jones is bound to get hurt. Uh, you know, they're going to win games if they can run the football for 150 yards. And I think they'll be able to do it with the injuries that the, the Bungles have on the defensive line. That's a bit of a concern for me as well. Yeah. Now, we saw Derek Carr rip that defense for 300-plus in the loss. They have Ryan Tannehill right now on FanDuel. His number is pretty high, 235 and a half, minus 114 either way. They have a number for Burrow in terms of his passing prop on FanDuel, 278 and a half. I love Burrow's number. I think he gets over 300 in this ballgame. And let's keep in mind that that uh, wild card game last year with Lamar Jackson, they did not take away Baltimore's best option in terms of or strength in that matchup from a defensive perspective. Are they going to be able to do it in this ballgame? Because if you're Tennessee, you want to make, obviously, Cincinnati one-dimensional. That's, that's any defensive game plan. But you really have to limit Joe Burrow to short to intermediate throws in this ballgame. Yeah, easier said than done. Although, you know, the Raiders did a happily decent job. You're right, the Raiders actually outgained Cincinnati last week. I was a little disappointed because I was playing the, all the overborough numbers, you know, all the goofy ones we talked about, three touchdown passes and 300-plus yards, and he didn't have that monster, monster game that I thought maybe they would, um, especially after facing the Raiders for a second time. 
So, uh, but ultimately, I, I still like uh, I, I like Tennessee. I, I just uh, it's a stepping stone, you know. What they were able to accomplish last week, you know, they broke their their Cincinnati jinx, which I didn't even know they thought they had a jinx, but they did. <laughs> Longest playoff drought, and you know, for wins in, in playoff history, thirty one year, or at least current one, thirty one years. Uh, it's. Like I said, we've seen this a thousand times. Good job. Uh, love them. They'll be even better next year. But I don't think they're going to make it two steps in a row. I, I think this is the first step, and I think Tennessee wins at home. Well, we're going to break this game down, not just from a side in total. We'll get into some of the uh, the props as well. No rushing props as of right now on Tennessee at all. No Foreman, no Derrick Henry. There's only Ryan Tannehill at 15.5 on FanDuel, minus 122 to the over, mixing right now, 61.5, and, and Joe Burrow, 8.5, minus 120 to the over. He was at 8.5 last week. I thought he would go over. He had one rushing yard. I sort of think that Burrow gets over the 8.5 here with a, a road game. Tannehill, he's going to have to do a little bit more going up against the number one seed. So I like Burrow to get over his total. I like both those guys. I, I like, you know, generally I like all these quarterbacks that are, have these modest numbers. Like, you know, Tennessee runs a little bit with, with Tannehill. You know, they run a couple of plays for him. Um, you know, we've seen him score touchdowns. I like his touchdown prop as well when, when they post that up. But not surprised they haven't put up the, the numbers for, for Tennessee just because they don't know who's playing, whether it's Foreman or, or Derrick Henry. But 15 and a half yards, you know, that's basically one scramble. You know, maybe two one design play, one one seven eight yard scramble, and Burrow also eight eight and a half yards. He can get that on one play. Ryan Tannehill plus three ten, anytime touchdown scorer on Fanduel. You taking like that. that or Joe Burrow at five to one? Scotty, like that even I like that even better. You know, yeah, keep on going up. What do else are we seven to one, eight to one? <laughs> I need I need the yeah yeah I have to get at least three to one in some of these guys. You know, I, you know. The one thing about Tennessee, they're, they're not really explosive. You know, they haven't been. You know, they're not going to throw the football 60 yards down the field. So, they're going to dink and dunk their way down the field like we talked about, especially if Henry plays. So, I could see them getting inside the five-yard line, and then Tannehill could kind of take over there versus long passes. So, I, I could see both those quarterbacks, especially Tannehill, which is why he's only 3-1 to one versus the 5-1. to one. Right, and um, he's a tall quarterback. Matt Stafford did get a, a quarterback sneak yeah. in, the, in the victory over Arizona. So, in terms of goal line situations – Burrow a little bit more mobile, not as big in terms of frame as as Ryan Tannehill. So that's why the three ten versus the five to one. How about Tennessee defense? We know they've been opportunistic, uh, Scotty. Plus four twenty, yes or no? Four twenty. That's pretty good. It's usually around three to tell you the truth. So I like that. I okay, like that. so. All right, so we'll see if Tennessee could do it. When we come back, we'll dive into some of the receivers for both Tennessee and Cincinnati, Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24 7 access to coursework, 
no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Scotty, old NFL films, playoff type of music, getting us prepped and ready for this divisional battle in Nashville. We talked about the offensive side of the ball, obviously, for Tennessee, running the football with both of those running backs, Foreman and Derrick Henry. We discussed both quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill and Joe Burrow. Let's get into some of the receivers, Scott, before we break it down. A.J. Brown, 74 and a half in terms of his receiving prop, minus 110. Boyd at 45 and a half. T. Higgins, 65 and a half. And your guy, Jamar Chase, to do it, you're all Swiss Army knife with 116 against the Raiders last week. He just moved simultaneously to me bringing him up. 77.5, minus 115 to the over. Anything pique your fancy there? Um, I'm looking at Jamar Chase receiving yards 77.5. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the, the boys at FanDuel are giving us a free gift. Oh, uh, they're no. giving us Don't a free say gift. it, Scott. This is it. This, this is it. Call, no. up, uh, call up Home Depot. Call up Lowe's. I got the lock of the postseason. There's barring injury. They, they, you know, Tennessee doesn't have a shutdown corner. There's no Jalen Ramsey uh, on uh, Tennessee that I know of. There's no way this guy's not getting 80 yards and receiving. I mean, they're, they're you know, barring again, you know, 50 mile an hour winds, right? 77 and a half yards, Joe. What are you kidding me? It's there, a little light. No way. It's a little light because they they do a great job, and that's the one thing that I'll give Zach Taylor credit for is that he did game plan Jamar Chase multiple uses last week, right? The fly sweeps, the running right. game, short to intermediate throws. We knew that the Raiders were taking away the long throw from Joe Burrow, and they were very patient but made sure that they got the football to their playmaker, right? And when you look at Nick Sirianni in terms of her first-year head coach and just go to that ball game with Tampa Bay, Devontae Smith didn't have a reception until late in the third quarter. So I, I don't understand if you're an, an offensive-minded coach and you go into a playoff game, it's either win or or you're done, how you don't game plan your best player one-on-one opportunities. So I, I see that. I think the one player for me, Scott, that does step up from an offensive perspective is Tyler Boyd. I mean, he has a light number here of 45 and a half. He's going to be in the slot for the most part, right, with Chase on the outside. They like to utilize him. He, he seems like he's a possession guy, but he does have deceptive speed and great hands where he can go over the top and Burrow, knowing that Chase maybe is taken away Way with a double team, he might attack Boyd early and often to get the football to chase later in this ball game. 
Yeah, maybe, uh, but I still think Chase's numbers are low enough. Nine times this year, he's had 77 yards in receiving. Uh, out of the, uh, the, the really the he didn't really play the last game against Cleveland, so we'll throw that out the window. So you know, nine times out of uh, 17 when you include the playoff game, um, you know, which is not as much as I must say is not as many as I thought, but. Mm-hmm. You said it. You know, they, they made a point. You, you got to give them at least credit for, for getting the ball to the guy. And without really having a shutdown corner, uh, that, that's the key to me. When you look at the games that uh, he didn't do well, you know, Denver, you know, they do have shutdown corners. They have, you know, and I expect this to be, you know, a back and forth type of game a little bit. Uh, boy, I, li- I like the Bengals. Now, again, I was all over Cincinnati's numbers last week. And, and uh, you know, except for Chase, that didn't happen with, with Burrow. But, um, you know, maybe the one game under his belt, they'll get him involved. And, uh, yeah, now one player, obviously, that Tennessee has. No Julio Jones. They do have A.J. Brown, 74-and-a-half. you buying into that in terms of A.J. Brown carrying this team? Yeah, I don't trust him. Well, he, he's like uh, Deontay Johnson. Boy, he drops more, more, more balls than he does uh, catching them. I and mean, really, he's an enigma. You know, he can look great at times, and then he can look awful at times. Um I do think, you know, Tannehill's going to throw some here. I, I just don't think they're going to hand the ball off, you know, 15 or uh, 50 times and then say, here, let's try and win. I mean, I do think he's going to throw a little bit, but 75 yards is a lot. I, I would go, you know, if anything, I'd probably go under, and I hate playing unders on these things. Yeah, me, uh, I hate playing unders as well. <laughs> I'll just say this. Outside of A.J. Brown, I think the one player that probably steps up, and I, I just say that because he's been dead to me since the regular season, former Indiana wide receiver Nick Westbrook. I mean, he never goes to him in a big spot, Tanny Hill. It's always locked and loaded on A.J. Brown or someone else. This is the day that Nick Westbrook breaks out with probably a 60-yard performance, and his total is 29.5 at minus 110 either way. So if I had to play it on the Tennessee side, he would be the guy that I would buy into. But again, until they have those props with Derrick Henry or Foreman from the running backs, I can't buy in to Tennessee in terms of the prop market just yet. Let's turn our Attention to the NFC divisional game in Lambeau. Some movement now. This line opened up with Green Bay as a four and a half point favorite at the start of the week, right after San Fran knocked off the Dallas Cowboys. We know about the shoulder injury or sprain with Jimmy Garoppolo. This line right now in favor of Green Bay up to six, Scotty. Minus 110 either way. Total is 47 and a half. Juice to the under on FanDuel, minus 114. I lean to the under, and I'm still going Green Bay here. I don't care that it's up to six. As long as we don't get up to like six and a half, seven by kick, I'm leaning Green Bay. I do feel there's the potential to win this ball game by double digits, low scoring game. I'd say 27-17 in favor of the pack. Yeah, this is a tough spot for Sam Fran. Uh, I think we mentioned this yesterday, Joe. Third straight road game. You know, all against good teams. You know, L.A. close out the regular season. And then last week, obviously, and now this game. So, is it impossible? No. We saw Tampa Bay, you know, win three straight in the postseason to get to the Super Bowl and win. So, it's not impossible. But three straight road games for Sam Fran. And they're playing on a short week since they played on Sunday. And this is the Saturday night game. And they got a quarterback who now is banged up even more so than what he was before. Uh, 
Uh, that's just, and you got the Green Bay, which is nine and zero straight up and against the spread after a loss. Now I know they didn't take the Detroit Lion game seriously, but I'll just give you the stats. Uh, they don't lose two in a row under head coach Matt Lafleur. They never have. Uh, believe it or not, he's got twelve losses, three to close out the season, so you don't count those. But they have never lost back to back games uh, in in the three plus years for Matt Lafleur as, as uh, Packers head coach. Um, you know Aaron Rodgers at that Lambeau Field. Uh, 40 or 24 and three straight up 19 and eight against the spread um you know under LaFleur I mean they don't lose it in Lambeau with him so boy I tell you uh and, and you get the four-letter network that's telling us you know all week long about how Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against San Francisco in the postseason <laughs> I mean if, if you ever wanted a guy to be you know pumped up and excited you're gonna get that with Rodgers I would be real surprised and I'll, I'll end it with a, a Mark Lawrence special again uh-oh here we go ready all right, division round teams, San Francisco, coming off a wild card underdog win, are six and thirty straight up, thirteen and twenty-three against the spread since nineteen ninety-eight. Their next game, including one and fourteen, the last fifteen times this has happened, the past nine seasons, okay. one and fifteen. So, point is. Underdog teams that win in round one don't win in round two. They okay, just so one and 14. Yeah, which is terrible. So a deeper dive into this game, and let's look at the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. We heard Shanahan come out and say, ah, the shoulder injury doesn't really affect him. He comes out the other day, on, and this was a report on SB Nation. 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo says his shoulder injury affects every throw. Okay, so right. now... If that's the case, and we have it from Garoppolo's mouth, if he's struggling, let's say, second quarter, and it is, let's say, a double-digit type of spread where you know you're falling behind, let's call it uh, 10 nothing, 13-3 for that matter, and you're Kyle Shanahan, and let's say the run game of, of Elijah Mitchell and let's say Debo isn't as effective as it was against Dallas, are you turning – to a backup in, in terms of this situation, do we see Lance? Do we see other types of offensive, you know, schemes to take the pressure off of Garoppolo? What do you think Shanahan does in terms of that perspective? Because if that's the case and you're not going to, let's say, turn to Lance, then I like the under even more. Yeah, I listen. I would go so far if I was, uh, you know, Shanahan. I would utilize Lance regardless of how the uh, the game is going. And I hate that, you know, when Drew Brees used to get yanked or or you know, Derek Carr got yanked the other day a couple of times in that Charger game two weeks ago. Uh, you know, with key points and you're bringing in a back of Mariota. So I, I'm not a big proponent of that, but I could see San Fran implementing that in a game plan. You know, he does present a little bit of an issue more so than Jimmy G scrambling the football. And, you know, he got the game under his belt. So he's got a little experience of recent times. So why not throw him out there? Um, I don't know how a guy, first of all, I'm amazed that Garoppolo can throw the football since he's got a supposedly a busted thumb. Now he's got a busted shoulder. I mean, <laughs> I, well, I, it is amazing, right? Hence, hence the, the point-and-a-half movement in favor of the Packers. Now, you want to take a shot on San Francisco there, plus 210 in terms of the money line perspective. Green Bay minus 255. I talked about it 
earlier in the week in terms of, I believe, the X factor for San Francisco. Whether he's hurt or not, you have to get the football to George Kittle. We talked about it yesterday in terms of his performance. They haven't put a total up in terms of his receiving yards. But I will say in red zone opportunities, Scott, forget the running game. Green Bay knows it's coming. They're going to be locked and loaded, waiting for Eliza Mitchell or Debo Samuel. That's where you look to George Kittle. And when you look at his touchdown prop this week, plus 185, that's not bad for a player that typically dominates when he's healthy, at least, in red zone opportunities. Yeah, I, I get that. But he's been invisible the last month. I'm just invisible. And there's got to be something there. There's got to be another injury that we're not hearing. Because they played in a lot of big games. Rams this past week, obviously Dallas. And, and they still is not. You know, why this week all of a sudden is going to be different? So to me, you can't make this number high enough. But to me, this number will be seven by Saturday night. Whoa, seven points. And Scotty's yeah. still taking the pack. Wow, we'll see how it plays out. When we come back, we'll break down some other touchdown props. Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back on Pro Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi, Scott Wetzel taking you through Saturday's action in both the AFC and NFC divisional games. Talked about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterbacks in this matchup. Let's talk a little bit about the running back, Scott, in terms of Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, the wide receiver hybrid type of running back for San Fran. And then Green Bay poses a problem with running backs Aaron Jones and the heavier back in terms of A.J. Dillon. I do feel Dillon will get a bulk of the carries between the tackles but look for Aaron Jones to be utilized in the screen game he could have a breakout performance they've got they sort of groomed him back slowly in the second half of the season but in terms of this matchup against a very athletic front seven in San Francisco even though Dallas didn't utilize Tony Pollard that way I expect LaFleur and that offensive staff to break out with Aaron Jones in this matchup 
Yeah, you think? I, I think they're going to come out throwing. I, I think they're going to say, Aaron, this is on you. Uh, you know, he's been told all week about how he's 0-3 in the postseason. Could be his last year there. Who knows, right? I mean, you tell a guy that you stink, you stink, you stink so many times. I, I'd be surprised if they took the ball out of Rodgers' hands. Maybe later on, you know, when they when they build a little lead, a little cushion, then they'll run the ball down San Fran's throat. But, uh, you know, and you, you want to fight. And without Bosa, if he ends up not playing, boy, you talk about one less headache to, for them to worry about uh, and Warner, their mm -hmm. linebacker as well. Another thing about why I love Green Bay in this game, I, I think this is the best bet on the board all weekend. Um, you, you, you take Bose out of the equation, uh, and I think it'd be a little overrated, but you know, you take him out of the equation, take Warner out of the equation, it's a tough spot. I think Green Bay can do whatever they want. I don't think it's going to be Buffalo, New England, but I think it's going to be close to that. Well, here's what I think. And you're right in terms of not running the football. I think they're going to utilize Jones in the screen game, in the short to intermediate passing game to allow Rodgers to blow off the top of the defense with Devontae Adams, Lazard later in the matchup. I think it's get that defense running sideline to sideline, not with the running game. I agree with you. I don't think Green Bay goes and attacks that front seven running the football early with either Jones or Dylan. But I do feel that they match up Jones on a nickelback, on a linebacker. The way that Dallas ultimately should have utilized Tony Pollard, but during the headlights, Kellen Moore didn't recognize how to utilize his playmakers. I think LaFleur understands that in order to beat San Francisco, you need to tire them out, right? You have the better quarterback in this matchup. You have the playmakers that can challenge them over the top with Devontae Adams. You got to think that San Fran is thinking zone defense first. They don't want to play man-to-man. -man. You get Jones out in the screen game or the short intermediate passing game, then you attack them over the top with Devontae Adams. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, I don't know why they don't have the props uh, for the receiving and rushing yards. I know. Guys, in this game. Uh, I don't know. It's what early. I, that, I, right? That's the only thing I could think of, Scott. Usually it's up, but maybe because of the injuries, they don't want to price it, you know, uh, because of Garoppolo and not knowing 100% where his shoulder is. You mentioned that it could get up to seven. I mean, that, thinking like maybe Green Bay might have more opportunities to score or more possessions, then obviously you have to price the props accordingly for all the receivers, no? Maybe. I mean, they got the Cincy props, uh, you know, uh, with Tennessee not having the running back props because of uh, Derrick Henry. You know, that game's even earlier than this game. So, um, you know, is, is it Garoppolo's, his stat? I don't know. It's kind of weird. They wouldn't have any. Uh, but maybe it's just one of those things to just getting them into the system or something goofy like that. Yeah, let's uh, talk about let's talk about the touchdowns then. They have okay. Randall Cobb at plus two twenty. You think you think A Rod looks for the old man? He he lobbied for him. This is one of the reasons why they didn't get over the hump last year is because old man Randall Cobb was not in the locker room. So does he turn to him? Maybe whether whether this game is in the balance or in a critical key spot, especially in the red zone, would you go to Randall Cobb at plus two twenty? Nah, I, I I'm looking at four to one or better with these things. And we, we had this discussion yesterday. I just they don't score that often for the odds that they're giving you. You know, at two to one, that would mean that Randall Cobb would have scored nine touchdowns this year. He didn't score nine touchdowns. He's not scoring a touchdown every other game. So the numbers don't equate to what you know the the odds are. So I just. Again, Green Bay is going to score what? Four touchdowns? You know, three. Most teams score three, four, you know, maybe in a blowout, 35.5. There's just too many options. Yeah, two to, I got I to gotta get at least four to one on this stuff. All right, so I'll give you four to one, Scotty. You ask, you shall receive. Thank Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> plus 490. 
to score a touchdown. Discount double check. You think he's you think he's bam in a big I, I spot. Like that I like. You know, that, that I can, again, you know, with all the, uh, you know, the, the the MO this week, you do stink, you stink, you stink, Aaron Rodgers. You can't beat Sam Fran, his home team. I could definitely see them down the end zone there, inside the five, designing a couple plays for him to score. Uh, okay, I got, yeah. I got another one for you. Now, uh, now, I can't believe that Mercedes Lewis, okay, the former UCLA tight end is still in the league. I feel like he's been there, honestly, as long as <laughs> yeah, Antonio forever. Gates was with yeah. San Diego back in the day. I feel like Mercedes Lewis is legitimately on Green Bay for at least 46 years. He's like the Jordan him. Reed. Yeah, wasn't he catching passes from Mark Brunell from the from the I, uh, I Jacksonville know. It's Jaguars? Like, I, I, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Cade McNown. I feel like he's been there since '98. That being said, he's five to one. I feel like he's like Jordan Reed. Just when you forget about him is when he, all of a sudden he steps up. Five to one in terms of a red zone opportunity for for a Rod in this spot. Are you taking Mercedes Lewis there? That's not too bad. That, that's not too bad. I, I, I'd consider that. Um, you want a nice little long shot? How about yeah. Kyle uh, Chuzak uh, of, of San Fran? I don't like betting on a team I think is going to lose. Uh, but they've been throwing him the football a lot. The, these la- you know, He's gotten more targets than Kittle, believe it or not, Joe, over these last couple of weeks. I and know. You're he's getting him at the, plus sets. 750. Yeah, he's he can handle the football. He can throw him the football. You need like a first and goal. First and goal inside the five. He's an opportunity. 750 is not bad. 750 is not bad. Jeff Wilson, seven to one. Jamichael Hasty, the former Baylor Bear, he's 850. I mean, we talked about the quarterbacks. Garoppolo's hurt. 850 to score a touchdown. Anytime touchdown score at 850 for for Garoppolo. You you, you buying into that? I'd put a couple shekels on that. I like the quarterbacks. I, I do like the quarterback touchdown prop. Those are they're decent numbers, and you're rooting for basically a pass interference in the end zone, which does happen. You know, and you set it up at the one-yard line, and you got your quarterback sneak, basically. Anything inside the five, you have a shot. You're probably not going to score outside the five, obviously, but, you know, we've seen it a thousand times. Guys get tackled inside the five all the time, and it sets up these quarterbacks to scramble or, the you know, the one-yard quarterback sneak. So now we, 850, now you're talking. Now you're okay. talking my language. And the last two I'm going to go with, because T.J. Watt scored the opening touchdown for Pittsburgh against Kansas City in Arrowhead, you have Green Bay, defense or special teams on FanDuel, 5-1, to one, San Fran 6-1 to one, to score an anytime touchdown. Are we buying like, into the return games? I like, uh, I like Green Bay's uh, better. I like Green Bay, you know, because of Garoppolo and his, you know, shoulder injury, hand injury. Um, whatever the case may be, I, I can see in the defense, not the special teams. I like the defense of Green Bay more than the special teams. Obviously, you get both, but um, I, that's where I see Green Bay scoring a touchdown, not San Fran. All right. We talk about what FanDuel does, and they do an absolute fantastic job in terms of divisional playoff specials. They have a few. We'll rip them down for both games in terms of what we just talked about. Let's talk about, obviously, the one we discussed, Devontae Adams, George Kittle, to combine for 200-plus receiving yards, 2-1. to one. You buying in, yes or no, in terms of that that weekly special? Would you, would you throw it down? Give me that one again. Devontae Adams, Adams and, and Kittle, 200-plus receiving Combined, correct. All right, so not not 100 each. Um, 
no, I can't. I can't do that. Uh, it kills been invisible. I just, uh, it, especially only a two to one. You know, if it was, you know, I don't even know if they'd they'd eclipse a hundred, let alone two hundred, to tell you the truth. The way Kittle's been invisible. So, okay. no, I can't. I can't do that one. This one you're gonna jump at because it goes right into your mantra for this game. A Rod, right? He he yep. sucks. He's no good. Aaron Rodgers to have three hundred passing yards. And throw three touchdowns against San Fran, five to one. Oh, that's, that's got not Scott bad. Rin. That's the yeah, you're like loving that. that. I like that. Hook, I, line, I like, and sinker, FanDuel. Yeah. They got him. They got him. I'd be I'd be more concerned with the 300 yards, believe it or not, than I would the three touchdowns. Uh, you know, just because if it's a blowout, they might call off the dogs there a little bit. But he's always going to throw for 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 TDs. Uh, but I could see that um, he's thrown for 300 yards this year, a little bit more than the years past. One, two, three, four, four times. Uh, you okay. know, so it's not an everyday occurrence with him. A couple of them that came close. So 292, 288, and, and two others. Uh, but I I do like. I don't think uh, you know. Like I said, the three touchdowns that that that's an absolute to me. It's 300 yards, but I'll take my chances at 5-1. to one. Uh, Here's the last one in, in terms of the NFC Divisional game. Nick Bosa, recorder sack, Jimmy Garoppolo to throw a touchdown, and Elijah Mitchell to rush for a touchdown, plus 350. I don't like that one. Yeah, I don't like that one. But, but, but what if Bosa doesn't play? Then it's no bet, I imagine. Or if uh, he does Good play. question. I don't know. That's yeah. you know it's, he With could. What happens if he's out there for one play and then all of a sudden gets nicked up? You're you're screwed in that in that you're breakdown. Yeah. I don't like it. Two, same thing with things. Garoppolo. What yeah, if he throws thing, three yeah. passes and he's yeah, done? You know he'll play. He'll play. He'll, yeah, you you should be screwed there. The two guys or two injuries, Joe. I don't you know fool around with. Hamstring injuries, and I said that last week with Leonard Fournette, and I still don't think Leonard Fournette's going to play. You don't recover from hamstring injuries overnight. You just don't. And concussions, to get out of a concussion protocol. That's, you know, it's out of your hands. It's out of your, like, I could play through it. Don't worry about it, coach. You know, shoot me up. Put extra tape on. You know, th that's not a concussion. Concussion, the doctor has got to give you clearance or you don't get it. Simple as that. So, uh, I'd stay away from that one. All right, the two in the AFC that they have up that are intriguing, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry to combine for 150-plus on the ground is plus 100. It is the front runner. I don't like that one as well because what if Henry has only utilized 15 carries? He gets 50 yards. Now you need Mixon to really break off a 100-yard performance against the top seed in the AFC. Yeah, but I don't think they would do that. I, I think it's all or nothing for Derrick Henry. I don't, you know, could they, you know, with Foreman doing a decent job in his uh, replacement? Yeah, but I, I think it's Derrick Henry's show. I like that one. You know, you're getting even money, but I think if Henry replays, that's a good bet. All right, here's another one I think you're going to love. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to combine 175-plus at plus 175, Scotty. You love his total at 77-and-a-half. I yeah. like Boyd to be the other guy, but here they, they pair it up with Higgins. Dynamic 1-2 punch plus 175. I would say no to that one because I think it'll be Chase and Boyd that step up, not Higgins and Chase. Yeah, and, and here's also why. Oh, we had a combined. You can play them separately in a parlay, and your odds will be better. You know, with Jamar Chase's numbers at 77 and a half, Tiggins is right around 50 or 60, right? So that's only 160 yards, uh, 130 yards. And if you parlay that, I'm getting two and a half to one. Here, they're only giving right. me plus 175. So that, that you know, definitely not that one.
Yeah, and then the last one, which they didn't even have Julio Jones listed, Scotty. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones to combine for 150-plus receiving at plus 150. I can't do it. If you don't have Jones on the board, how can you buy into that prop? Yeah, you can't. Even if he does play, I don't think they would get 150 yards. And Julio's, he's the one that would get hurt after the first play. Yeah, when we come back, we'll be talking about the AFC and NFC divisional specials. Wrap up the first hour. Coming right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, You can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Concluding the first hour, divisional playoff round, AFC, NFC games, Joe Lisi, Scott Wetzel. We've been we've been breaking it down. I give my best bet for the for the Saturday action, Scott. I'm gonna go with the over in Cincinnati and Tennessee. I think it's gonna be a, a, an absolute shootout. Cincinnati, whether they win or lose, I think we'll be able to get theirs. I think Tennessee ultimately will be able to run the football on the front seven, and maybe Tannehill will give you enough where they get into the area of, let's say, 24 points, still rooting for Joe Burrow to get potentially 28 to 31. But I like the over in this ballgame as my, my best one in terms of the Saturday action. Uh, I, I like the over. I was all over the over last week against uh, against the Raiders with Cincinnati, and obviously didn't come through. So I'm willing to go right back onto that bandwagon at, at 47. I do like Tennessee as well. We, we've seen uh, better teams than Cincinnati fail in these spots. It's just for so difficult. Young team, like I said, give them all the credit in the world, but I don't think they're going to be able to put back-to-back performances up. Cincinnati is, uh, you know, good job, good story, but uh, give it a tight lane to three and a half as well. Yeah, and then in the other game, the best bet, I mean, I still like the under because I think the only way San Francisco could obviously win this ball game is to run it with Debo, run it with uh, Elijah Mitchell. So I lean to the under. I mean, like I said, my best bet in terms of Saturday's games is the over, but I lean to the under in terms of Green Bay, San Francisco as my next thing just because of the offensive philosophy with a banged up Jimmy Graps. 
right. Typical boys in Vegas for me. You know, love Green Bay, and I'm willing to lay the six, and I do think Joe it'll be seven by game time. I want to put them in a tease, you know, and bring that down to pick them right now, but I don't have that second, like, absolute, you know, where's the other one that I'm looking for? So uh, maybe it'll hit me by the time football games start this weekend, but I'll take Green Bay minus the six. All right, we were wrapping up the first hour. When we come back, Mike Carver will be joining us to talk about the Sunday action in both the AFC and an NFC. Coming right back, Joe E.C. Scott Wetzel, Mike Carver, right here on the grid. Keep it where it is. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.